0: you're listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
1: i'm sarah Golseth.
0: it is monday it's mental health monday uh, excited about that looking forward to our chat today Um, Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
1: Live Uncommon.
0: So Mental Health Monday, Deaconess Heidi Gaiman checking in with us as usual. Good morning, Heidi.
2: Good morning. Always good to be here, and I'm really excited about our topic. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately, but I feel like our topics are (laughs) really needed and necessary
1: lately. (laughs) Well, this is a great one today. I agree.
0: We are going to take a look at telehealth today. Is that right?
2: That is true. That is true. And I think it's one of those things where it's already a little intimidating for people. And we're talking about health, which is something pretty personal and intimate, really. And then we're talking about something, technology, that's really you know, seems really impersonal and not intimate, and we're putting those things together. And so I think I wanna digest with our listeners a little bit of the questions I hear the most often about telehealth, and then especially with COVID-19 and everything that has thrown us into more use of technology, um, I'm really curious what kinds of things that uh, people have come up, what kind of questions they have. And so, you know, just an invitation when people hear this episode, if they have further questions, they can always, uh, you know, social media it up with KFUO and ask us questions and things like that, because there's not really, cut and dry easy answers as far as how to use telehealth or what it's best for but there is some suggestions that we know you know it's still pretty new and anything that's pretty new we have some best practices for but we're still learning about how to use it best
0: I like how you just said, if you want to learn more about technology for your health, <laughs> social media it up. Use technology to contact us. That's it. Yeah, that's it.
2: Yeah. I guess you guys have a phone line too, right? I don't know. I do, I do we do have things. a listener. Do people call things?
1: <laughs> My phone is for social media. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you no. Know. <You> know. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness Uh, yes Uh, 314-996-1542 is the listener comment line you can leave a a message there for us and we'd be glad to address it here on mental health Monday so just leave us a voicemail there and we'll take a listen to it and uh, see if it's a topic we can include on mental health Monday so 314-996-1542 so what is telehealth Uh, what is it and how does it work
2: Yeah, so telehealth itself is this really broad category of kind of any way you engage in healthcare of any kind um, using technology. So that even includes when you uh, get a phone call, like a robocall reminder from the doctor's office that you have an appointment. Technically that's telehealth, and there's restrictions then that go along with that and how it's delivered and things like that. Um, I think we're gonna narrow in, especially on utilizing telehealth for a visual appointment, connecting with a doctor, a social worker, a counselor, a psychiatrist, any kind of healthcare provider in order to have a conversation, you know, in order to ask questions, get a diagnosis, have some needs met. So just know that the the thing we call telehealth is a lot broader and it doesn't actually just involve using the internet, it involves using apps, it involves using phone lines and things like that. Uh, so you know most doctor's offices now have systems where you go online and you can check your records and you can receive and send messages to your medical provider so telehealth itself is a really engaged platform that we use so that we can have more consistent care that we need and also especially care for resources that are not readily available to us locally or not readily available to us uh, in person in moment to moment. And we'll talk about that, especially in rural areas. There is definitely a place for telehealth services more than ever because services just aren't able to be accessed. There's a shortage of psychiatrists, for instance, in every state. So being able to get the doctor to the people, and the people to the doctor is really important. So telehealth is any healthcare using technology. Uh, usually you need a device of some kind. So you're going to use a computer, a desktop, laptop, a phone. Often that's probably mobile devices we know are how people tend to access things at least 50% of the time, if not more. But it also does include a, a phone itself, like a a landline like we were just talking about. So that's a possibility to accessing some of the things that way. Um, usually it's best if your device that you're using for telehealth services has a camera of some kind on it or in it. Uh, so the old Kindles and things didn't have cameras, so that may not work. Uh, or a different you know, device that doesn't have a camera, you can see a phone would be a drawback for that. Because being able to see someone face-to-face, even if it's through video, as we all learned with zoom in our zoom episode a few weeks ago has its benefits there is a place for that um, and so one of the most important things about telehealth and then I'll let you guys ask some questions is that your provider that you're connecting to is still regulated by the licensing of the state that you reside in and so, if you're connecting with someone on telehealth, they should be in your state or be licensed in your state. Uh, And that's that's the way all of the apps work in particular, because they are gonna connect you, not to some random doctor somewhere, they're gonna still connect you to the closest doctor to you usually, and that's a best practice for telehealth. And in mental health, it works the same way. So if you're trying to connect with a counselor of some kind, they're usually gonna connect you to someone that is definitely licensed in your state, otherwise that's illegal and you can report them or they're going to connect you to someone uh, as close as possible to you within your state, and then at the very least within your state. Most things do not have national licensing at present. Uh, There are a few professions that work like that, but they're working on that, excuse me, but currently it's by your state or uh, your region, your municipality that is like a territory of the United States. Okay, any questions on that so far?
1: I think I'm good on all of that I think and we'll talk about how that uh, is affected by insurance in, in a minute I don't want to jump over too much too quickly mm-hmm. um, so then what are some of the I, I can imagine some of the benefits just for me as someone who would be seeking uh, a mental health professional what are some of the benefits and maybe some of the not so great things about using uh, telehealth for mental health services
2: Mm, that's really good. Yeah, I think the benefits are the ease of access. Number one, if I can even there's apps where you can text a counselor to get immediate help. We also have crisis lines like the text crisis line and we'll give some numbers later in the episode for things like that, but that you can text someone and get what you need. and let's face it, texting is like the most basic form of communication for most people, not all people, I get that and I get that there's an intimidation factor for some people, but for most people that really eases access and because mental health is so personal to us, it it takes a layer off of the intimidation factor of making an appointment and getting your car and driving there and being seen by other people and all of that stuff and if I could end that stigma this moment, I would, you know, there's no reason for that. You don't need to feel that way. Mental health is physical health. We are all uh, dealing with our stuff or need to be dealing with our stuff. And so please don't feel like there's a stigma put on us, put on you by us. However, it does exist, I think, internally and externally in our culture. And so that taking that, uh, Taking that stigma away and being able to help people access it very privately in the the space of their own home, Um, in COVID, especially right now, a lot of counseling, especially went to telehealth where you are videoing with your counselor or with your psychiatrist and that I think has helped people get a little more comfortable. You know, it's so interesting, the things that COVID brings that teach us something, but I think that has helped people be a little more comfortable with telehealth. And so that is a benefit, definitely, that we have more people using it. So that's gonna make it even easier to access and have a lot more best practices than that we could get to with it. Um, Also, you can continue seeing a clinician you already have a relationship with easier. So if I live in Wyoming, for instance, and I need to drive two hours to access a mental health service, then I have the ability to start that relationship maybe in person, but I don't have the pressure to drive two hours every week in order to see my provider or every six months if I'm trying to get a medication check. That is that just frees up a lot of my resources. So a lot of time, energy, and money. If I can continue that relationship with telehealth once it's started in person, that's a huge gift. And that's yeah. one of my favorite ways to use telehealth. Um, another benefit is getting services that were not previously available in your area. So like I said, especially with psychiatry, there's a huge shortage, and so that opens it up so if it's mandated by state how the licensing works then anyone in your state can be seen by you and every state has a major metropolis area that has some providers and so if I can get that to the rural areas or if I can make that easier for someone who doesn't have transportation even in an urban area that's gonna be really helpful it can also be less expensive uh, the copays usually tend to be a little bit less on telehealth services, especially depending on your insurance. They really are encouraging people to use like a doctor app first and then move to something else. And so that can also be true for mental health. Maybe it's not a great fit for that provider. So you can try a provider via an app that's less expensive or less of a hassle before you commit, if you will, long-term. And there's some drawbacks to that as you can see too. (laughs) So those are my benefits, benefits, benefits. What do you see, Sarah? I'm curious before we move on to drawbacks because you said you saw some.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest one for me is just the accessibility. Um, and I, I am one of those people that absolutely, well, first of all, I just hate talking on the phone in general. Um, so, so add on top of that having to call a doctor's office and make an appointment. Uh, I, I will not admit to how many (laughs) doctor's appointments I've probably put off just because of that fact of having to actually call. So if it's Mm -hmm. accessible like that of being able to, to do it, you know, through an app, I love using apps to schedule doctor's appointments. It's one of the best like inventions in my lifetime. Um, being able to use an app, you know, doing everything from the comfort of your own home—that uh, that is a huge plus for me, and I know for a lot of my friends too, who <laughs> I've talked with about this. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the it's really important to to know that there's all these layers. So we call it pre-contemplation, like when you kind of know you need help and you'd like to access a service, but there's all these layers of that. Ba- like barriers that get in your way from just needing to get out of bed when you have depression to what you're talking about which is like i just don't like the phone and that's not my jam and so Mm -hmm. if we can take off any of those layers especially in mental health then we have done our job you know we want to get people one one barrier removed closer to getting the help they need and and that's part of i think some things that we can do as a church body in the LCMS when we advocate and identify what people need for mental health, then also connecting them to services that we have and the insurance plans and things like that. So I think that's an important conversation for not only our, uh, our, church workers, but also for our congregation members. But then also, this is something we can help our neighbors with when we're having conversations. Knowing what people are intimidated by, we can tell them, oh, I use this other service. It was really helpful. Maybe it'd be helpful for you. Or just knowing the crisis hotlines and things like that. These are things we want to do so we can love our neighbor well. All right. Are you ready for drawbacks before I... (laughs)
0: Well, let's do that. Let's do that in just a minute. We'll, okay. we'll talk about drawbacks and then also how to, how to access it as well. And I have to say mm-hmm. that I have used telehealth a couple of times now, not. Yet, not yet for mental health services, but I have used it, I think, one time for what I thought was strep throat, and it did turn out to be that. And then, uh, and, and that was really fun because, like, trying to show the doctor <laughs> my throat with my, <laughs> with my phone, but it worked. And same same goes for an eye issue as well, not necessarily a vision problem, but, like, a, an eye infection and, and trying to, you know, I went outside so there's plenty of light so I could show my doctor that. But But just being able to see my eye doctor face-to-face, um, was really helpful just being able to chat with him face to face on just on my phone um, was was really helpful and, and uh, it was some a doctor that I had already had that established relationship with, so um, that was already there but during the pandemic, it was nice to be able to stay home and have that conversation and and address what was needed. Um, He sent in a prescription. It went to the pharmacy. The pharmacy had curbside pickup. I didn't have to go inside anywhere and um, was able to take care of that all through telehealth. It was really helpful. So I could see how that would be really helpful, that same concept for um, addressing mental health services as well. We need to take a quick short break and then uh, when we come back from that, we'll talk more about using telehealth for mental health services. We're talking with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday on the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Goldseth. Hallelujah,
0: Christ is risen! Saturday and Sunday worship, Sunday school, Bible studies at church and in homes, community service opportunities, vacation Bible school, and preschool registration for the 2020-21 school year. These are just some of the activities taking place this summer at Faith Lutheran Church and Preschool in Godfrey, Illinois. Visit, call, or find us online. We would love to meet you.
2: Hi, this is Pastor Mark Azill, the LCMS Director of Campus Ministry and the Chancellor of LCMSU. Inviting you to join us right here on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. in the Student Union. If you can't make it, Student Union is always available as a podcast at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help.
1: Wednesday afternoon at 2 on KFUO
0: on monday's law and gospel we will be examining a reading from the passages chosen for the following sunday with the intent to learn what the verses say about jesus and also to be comforted with the gospel message of how the life and sufferings of our lord provide us with both the forgiveness of sins and the robe of righteousness
2: listen to law and gospel weekday mornings beginning at
1: 9:30 on kfuo <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: It is Mental Health Monday. We're talking about telehealth today and how that could be useful in mental health services. Uh, before we went to break, we were talking about some of the benefits being able to use telehealth um, so that... Uh, you don't necessarily have to leave your home in order to receive those services, um, which can reduce some anxiety about going out in public or maybe the dealing with the stigma of uh, being seen when going to receive mental health services, um, which is, we talked about how that, that stigma isn't really necessary, but it does exist. Um, but So what are some of the, the, the drawbacks, you think, Heidi, from using telehealth?
2: Well, I think especially in mental health care, we we do need a personal touch, you know, we need an excessively personal touch in mental health care. And so just like meetings in zoom can be weird and it's hard to read feedback and things like that you know, I think that any kind of telehealth service is gonna carry not as much of that, but a little bit of that. There's not quite as much feedback in video conversations. And like you mentioned, even your doctor being able to see your throat or whatever needs to happen (laughs) is a little bit more awkward and weird and hard. And so the same can be true. Uh, I am surprised as I give telehealth that there, it's more personal than I thought it would be. And so if you haven't used it, I want to encourage you just try it, you know, just try it one time. If you don't like it, that's fine. And you can always ask that provider if you can meet in person too, or you can, um, you know, try to find someone else locally. But I'm surprised my clients regularly cry via video telehealth when I do counseling. And I don't feel like it's less personal than it is when they're in the room with me. When those intimate moments come, the room is mysteriously filled, I feel like, in the way that only God can do his stuff. And he bridges that weird technology gap, and it feels very, very personal. So I think that I was a little dubious of that aspect until I experienced it a lot myself. And now, I'm really surprised by the way that God uses the technology, if you will. But at the same time, it can have some of those feedback issues. Uh, I think that one of my concerns with telehealth is making sure you get a good company or a good resource and not someone who's limiting your visits, uh, not someone that's cutting you off or isn't responding right away, things like that. You know, all the things that are with regular healthcare we're gonna experience in telehealth and in mental health care, there's a balance of uh, having someone available 24 seven and also knowing that people can't be available for us 24 seven. And so when you access the care, knowing reading through the informed consent is what we call it, which tells you exactly what this will look like and everything. And knowing that someone is gonna answer you if you text maybe, but also knowing when those services aren't available is still just as important. And understanding that accessing people around us, our support system is what we call it, is just as important as accessing mental health care, whether it's in person or on a device. And so I think that's one drawback. There's a little bit of just in the same way that social media gives us this fake idea that we have a bunch of friends, but we're not really getting support in the way that we need it totally. I think that telehealth care for mental health can also do that. So we need to be aware of the limitations of the support and also just like in any mental health care, get support from the people around us that love us and care for us, Uh, reach out to our neighbors and things like that. There's also just technology issues. I mean, have you ever wanted to throw your computer or your phone out the window? I think we all have, right? (laughs) And So imagine having a technology issue while you're getting some mental health care. That can be really frustrating. At the same time, I do think it builds some resilience and those kind of things, awkwardness and anything that needs forgiveness, there is so much growth in that. And so I do think the relationships can be strengthened through some technology dropping and weirdness and things like that. Um, So I wouldn't say that's totally a drawback in the end, but at the same time, it, it can be really frustrating. And then the last thing is that some things simply cannot be diagnosed online. You know, you it's really important, uh, like you were talking about with strep throat and things like that, it's really important that we seek um, a medical uh, professional uh, for in-person things sometimes. And I think that that's true, like I do, uh, evaluations and um, assessments in order to diagnose mental health care conditions uh, of children and adults. And I do a lot of that with questions, but there's some things I just really need to watch them do, you know, especially with children. I really wanna see them play and see how they interact with the world and things like that. And so that's really uh, one limitation I see. Yes, I can kind of do that via video, but with children, everything is so dynamic in person that i want to be able to watch people's interactions before i diagnose something uh so those are the drawbacks that i would see is there any that you guys would add
1: i think i think that is a, a pretty Pretty good list, those are the ones that I was thinking of too that sometimes technology just isn 't quite up to snuff as being in person, but we've I think we as a as a society have all come to terms with that in the last uh, couple of months too that we're we 're using these things to the best of our ability, but we know that you know in person stuff is still is still the best when we are able to do that. Before we run out of time, uh, mm-hmm. I want to get oh, to how yeah. we access it <laughs> and, and link. Every time. Uh, I know. Um, so how, if I if episode and I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. How, how do I do it? Where do I start?
2: Yeah, so the one of the best places to start is if you do have insurance or some kind of medical sharing program or a supplemental insurance program through like state Medicaid. Any of those things are good places to start with uh, finding out what kind of resources they have for telehealth. And so almost every insurance plan now has some kind of preferred telehealth provider that they usually give you a discount compared to the regular copay if you use that telehealth care provider. And that includes counselors and things like that. There's also um, your EAP, which we talked about in the last episode, I believe, like your employee assistance program. And so you can use the EAP, for instance, of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, if you're an employee of that. And then some entities, almost most employers also offer that to the employee's family because they're concerned about the system being impacting the employee. And so check into you or your spouse having any kind of employee assistance program or EAP, just ask the human resources department or whoever takes care of benefits and things like that. That's another great place to start and that usually is so many free visits. And we like free to get things started. That always takes that barrier off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can also uh, independently access certain apps and so i'm not going to say any titles for those apps because we're not advertising for any ones in particular and i don't really have enough research to know which ones are great um but you can you know google uh mental health care a telehealth app or mental health care telehealth services and you'll get a list of different ones and you've probably gotten advertisements for them in your like instagram feed and things like that um so (laughs) Those are often cash pay or they do just connect back to your insurance, too. Um, there's also state and local programs. So, for instance, in Oh, is it time? It I is. hear music. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, we'll, so. we'll
0: provide some notes. We'll, we'll provide links yes. in the, the program notes today. Deaconess Heidi Gaiman and uh, Mental Health Monday, Telehealth, thank you so much for joining us this Monday morning. Visit KFUO.org. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Gulseff.
2: Or send an email to gifts at kfuo.org. And you can call us at 800 844 0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.